0: everyone it's Deborah Rodriguez and I am here with our final podcast episode. We are continuing into week four which is the war in the mind and this week's podcast is titled Captivity or Circumvention. All right so this uh, week's podcast is all about betrayal. I'm going to be talking about trust, betrayal and moving forward and what it looks like to move forward. We've all experienced betrayal in our life we've all had some type of betrayal whether it's family betrayal friendship betrayal and the, the the one that i know that we all have experienced relationship betrayal whether whatever point of the relationship you're in married, single whoever you are this is for you so make sure you have your bibles ready if you are using your bible today if you're just listening welcome i welcome you to for, and as we transition into one of my favorite um, podcasts coming up, all right. So first, I want to uh, I want to give you guys some news. Uh, I want to let you guys know that I am taking a social media break uh, from September 1st to um, the 31st. And I want to say this because if you are not subscribed, make sure you're you're subscribed because there's going to be I am going to be posting uh September's podcast in advance which is titled The Covenant You Do Not Wanna Miss It. Alright, make sure you are uh subscribed already. If you are not subscribed, subscribe because there uh I will be posting a sermon uh as well to the podcast. So I will not be giving you guys updates like I usually do every week on all the stories. Um Instagram I have people posting on uh, Instagram stories and all this stuff. I'm not going to be giving you guys that that's not going to be happening for the month of September uh, there will still be, if you, um, if you are an author, anything like that, uh, your thing still will be, uh, we, we will still be communicating uh, with you in that spectrum. Um, counseling services, if you are subscribed, if you already uh, started your subscription for the following month, uh, we will be communicating with you on that end anything personal related phone none of that is going to be available because i am on taking that strict time uh for myself okay so i just want to give you guys that update um this podcast series is so important all of the others were, were were very um important as well to the war of the mind but it's something that betrayal does it's something that betrayal does in a mindset with us. And I saved this for last simply because what betrayal does and what betrayal seeks to do is it seeks to set us back. All right. It seeks. I want you guys, if you have a journal or you're writing down, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Betrayal seeks to take us uh, back. Okay. It, t- it seeks to take us back uh, mentally you know spiritually emotionally this is where the trauma comes in this is where the the different voices hey you can't move forward you can't do this all these you know i'm suicidal all of this can also come from and could be a root of the betrayal in our life betrayal causes trauma you know there's a a type of thing called um you know betrayal trauma from betrayal in relationships you know you've been cheated on you went through all these things someone let you down someone didn't you know come uh, forth and what they were supposed to do all of that that creates something in us and so betrayal is set to set um is is um purposed betrayal in our life is purposed to set us back so i want you to write that down so before i get into prayer we're going to be talking about a very strong person in the bible today a very strong person in the bible today we're going to be talking about his story in this specific um podcast i'm going to relate this to some things that you guys all know in your own life all right but this is a very strong man to have to go through this and his story is very similar to mine in so many ways and could be also as well similar to yours all right so before we start captivity we know what captivity is You know, being captive is being stuck in a situation where we feel like we cannot get out. We are stuck. We feel like we cannot escape. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk about a choice that you can make. You can make this choice whether it's physical. You can make this choice whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual. This is a choice. So you can either stay captive in your mindset. You can stay captive in your physical situation. You know, but even in the captivity, I'm going to tell you guys how you choose circumvention over captivity. Okay, and circumvention means to bypass or to escape. All right, so what we're going to be talking about is how you must escape mentally first. Escaping mentally first in your mindset is what pushes you into your destiny and so i'm going to talk about this specific hero i call him in the bible who had escaped the mental the mental captivity the physical captivity he was in he escaped it mentally and it pushed him into the blessing that god had for him so this is why many of us might feel like we are um we are stuck you know i am i am stuck i cannot move forward um you know, I'm I'm still, I I know what I want, but I'm not getting there. I'm stuck. I don't have the money. I don't have, you know, I might be in this abusive relationship. I could be in a situation where I'm in hold. you know, I'm full of debt. Um, I am depressed. I am discouraged. So we're in this, this form of captivity. And so I'm going to teach you guys. And it just because all of this stuff that I'm teaching, you know, they have something, something that you went through, something you, that you've in, uh, discovered. It is in the word. These stories that I listen to that I find in the Bible, these stories are encouraging to me. You know, so many things that I've been through. I go back and I read the word and I'm like, OK, you know what? He knew what I was feeling. <laughs> they went through what I was feeling, you know, and it inspires me. This is why I read. I love the Bible. Because it's not specifically, oh, okay, um, we're going to go through, you know, live, that, that, that. No, there is, there is, there is power in this word. You know, there is freedom in these stories to be able to read and go through these stories. So I'm going to talk about that today. Okay, so before I get into prayer, um, I just want to, you know, you guys get your Bibles, get prepared. Get you a nice. If you're cleaning up, whatever you're doing, uh, listening to your podcast, um, prepare yourself mentally, just to be able to be receptive. Um, Because this this is a this is a tough um, this is a tough message, especially when you're trying to break out of this mindset that you're already in. Okay, all right. So, dear Holy Father, we come to you today once again, and we are coming we're coming boldly to you, God being receptive to whatever it is that you have for us to hear today. Lord, I just pray. I pray that you forgive us for all our sins, known and unknown. I pray that you continue to help us to move forward in you in this time, even in our struggles. Lord, I pray that you continue to decrease me so that you can increase in my life and through my testimony. Even though every day is a battle, every day is a struggle, But you are still with us in this time. So God, I pray that you continue to move in my life the same way you are moving in my listeners. God, I even listen to this podcast to help me throughout the day over more than once. And it helps me to even feel my own self. So God, thank you as you are preparing me to give this, this word through this podcast. And this teaching that we are able to see and understand that... We can move forward past any and everything that comes up against us God, I thank you for it and I give you all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. All right, so we are going to go straight into it Uh, let's see All right So one verse that I want to say And I want to get into this because this is something I talk about all the time and I talk about how uh, I talk about you know the gifts of the spirit how um, the Lord reveals things to me in dreams word of knowledge visions etc like he said that he did in the Bible uh, so it's not a creepy thing um, to, for you to for you to see or have or see things in the spirit uh, you don't need chakras five six seven and eight blue yellow green and blue and and red uh, to be able to see in the spirit. I don't do any of that for god to be able to show me things it it specifically comes from god when he is when he wants to to show it and i am available to see it and receive it so you don't need to do all of that extra stuff to be able to 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 see you don't need a third eye to be able to see in the spirit okay so i'm going to get into um how we're gonna get into this story okay so it says the bible says that god doesn't God doesn't do anything without telling his servants, the prophets, about it. Amos 3 and 7. All right, so what this means is God warns us he he begins to tell us he tells us what's happening what's happening during the times most of the time you'll hear people know what's getting ready to happen they see god is revealing to them and if you are one with god and if you are are, are seeking god god will show you god will warn you through dreams he will warn you through all things he will send people to warn you about danger up ahead he will show you before He brings something, something happens, something, a disaster happens. God will give you that knowledge if you are seeking him and you are in him. So I want to tell you guys about a story about a person named Joseph in the Bible. If you don't know the story of Joseph, Joseph uh, was um, the son. He was the son of um, Jacob. Okay. He was the son of Jacob and Joseph was a very special person Okay, he was a very special person Because he had the um Interpretation, alright He was very different um, Not even just that he had to give the gift of interpretation He had many brothers Alright, he had uh, so many brothers He, um They, you know They all played together and different things like that So what happened, just to give a sum up To what happened was Jacob, uh, Joseph started to get a little be a little strange. Alright, I'll say. He he became uh he started his his father started to see that he had some gifts. <laughs> he had some gifts. He had some different things that the other that the other uh brothers did not have. Alright. He started to see that in him at an early age. So while the other brothers without was, was out working, picking up, uh doing his stuff for the you know, um building and different things like this, Joseph was, was, was tucked away and was prepared, was building himself spiritually. All right. He was building himself spiritually in a way to prepare him because his father, you know, knew, Hey, he needed to be, he needed to be, uh, strengthened in this specific area because this is what he was called to do. How many people of us, okay. You might say, Hey, my, my sister does this and I do this. You know I'm I'm an artist but this person is a is a construction worker it's the same thing so these all of the brothers were were strong doing all this stuff but Joseph wasn't like that he was very different he was you know he saw things he had these dreams all the time he was very much different and um, his father what happened was his father started to kind of favor him a little bit uh, be- trying to protect him you know making sure he wasn't gonna get it, it's like you know how people say you know they talk about the celebrities uh, oh we need to protect them at all costs <laughs> you know we need to make sure nothing happens to them at all costs it was kind of like that you know because um he he was always you know he was he was just this fragile little person so his father made him this this coat this very colorful uh, coat of many colors you know, many colors, and he made him this little thing. And he was, you know, raising him up because he was very different. So he was trying to show him, you know, attention at this time. And he became his favorite son. So, what happened is his brothers got very jealous. And we're going to talk about that of how his brothers got really jealous and how this led Joseph into the situation he began, became, uh, got into. Okay, so one note I want to tell y'all is. You cannot tell, and I learned this the hard way, <laughs> I, I, I learned this the very hard way, you can't tell everybody your dreams, not even your friends. When I say dreams, I mean what you're going to do with your life, what you're, what God has, has spoke over you, or you're, you know, the man God has for you. All these different things, the beautiful things. People don't want to hear that. People are going to pray and they're going to plot and they're going to try to destroy and push you. <laughs> I'm laughing. The little laugh that I'm doing is, is just because I, this, this relates so much to me in my own life. And you cannot tell people anything, everything. Not even that you can't tell people everything, everybody should not see certain things of your life you cannot uh, tell them prematurely I'm gonna show you share you guys a story when I was 21 I opened up uh, my first I was already an author uh, I opened up my first business okay I opened up I was a property owner I opened up a dance studio I renovated it had a friend help me did floors mirror all this stuff and I there was a business owner that lived that um, that had her, her business on the side of me and there was someone um, upstairs and so before these people moved in upstairs i was already at the location this was right before i left the location because it got so bad uh with uh, you know a lot of other stuff and um god had showed me a dream he showed me a dream of um these people that were going to come into the neighborhood that weren't so good and that um they were gonna try to break into uh you know my specific thing. You know, I saw it in a dream and I saw, you know, and God told me he said um, basically what I was doing was I was putting in my studio doors. Um there were two doors that opened up to come inside. I would put curtains on the doors to hide and cover the the, the glass. And I had people say, you know why are you putting those? This is before I got my little other little temporary curtains that I would put on it. They would say, you know, why are you covering up the glass? You know, it looks so beautiful inside. Cover it up. I mean, let it let it let people see it. And I said, you know, no, I'm just gonna keep it covered. And you know, most people know after a few months I would spend a night different things there. And um, I always kept it covered. And the reason I kept it covered was because I knew i had a lot of things in there i knew the way it looked i knew that you know even though it looks probably like not good on the outside it was being renovated and looked nice on the inside so i was protecting that and i didn't want to what i didn't want to tempt other people into their envy and into their jealousy most time people say okay well people just jealous of me people this of me or people that of me it's not that you're supposed to hide Your blessings that God is giving you. No, you're not some things you're not going to be able to hide, or you it's not to hide it, but you have to know if you're putting something out there to tempt people into what they feel. If you know someone feel is filled with jealousy or rage, or they have a problem with jealousy or rage, you can't say certain things around these people because they have a problem in this area. You can't say, okay, God bless me with this. I'm doing this. I got a new house. I did this. I did this. They're going to get angry. They're going to start trying to compete. They're going to be upset. You cannot share those things with people. And most times you don't know. You don't know, okay, this such and such is mad because I started this or such and such is upset because I started this. You really don't know. And so um, this is why... Have to ask God, you know, hey, should I say this around this person? What is this person struggling with? All this different stuff. So, anyway, let's continue the story. So, it says, One night, you know, Joseph, he had gotten older by this point. It says one night he had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. And he said, listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field uh, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundles stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. Listen to this. He said his brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? You actually think you are going to reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about film all right since soon joseph had another soon joseph had another dream and again he told his brothers about it listen i have had another dream he said the sun moon and 11 stars bowed low before me this time he told the dream to his father as well and his brothers but his father scolded him what kind of dream is that he asked Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. Genesis 37 and 5 and 11 in your Bibles. That's the uh, New Life International. Listen to this. This dream. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord, you gotta be very careful when it comes to the prophetic, your dreams. God showed Joseph. What is the? What, if we go back, it says the Bible says that God doesn't do anything without telling His servants, the prophets, ab- about it. Amos three and seven. God showed Joseph before all this was about to play out. God showed Joseph the ending. This was the end. In- See, some of, these, some of the dreams, some of the things you see, some of the things you see don't happen until three years, four years, five years later. You don't realize why you're seeing it. You're confused at the time because you don't know. You don't know. Some of these dreams don't happen until maybe ten years later. You're not walking into it until ten years. You know what I mean? Nine years, eight years. There's a word over my life that you know when i was um many words over my life that i would i would preach there was a word over my life at, at um at 19 that i was uh i was an apostle i was called into an apostleship i had no idea what an apostle was listen to me i was just starting coming into the evangelism i was ask still learning things of knowledge i was still running <laughs> running from god and at that moment when i stopped running there was this woman that god had put in my workplace This was a a mouthpiece of the Lord And this woman God sent this woman into my workplace Listen to me You can run as far as you want to But God gonna send somebody God kept sending different people into my workplace I was running, working, doing this And doing that God kept sending them Sending apostles Sending the prophets Sending the evangelists to tell me You know you have a word on your life You know you have a, a strong call over your life Sending evangelists into the church where I went and a whole these people were coming from different cities. When I tell you, God will tell you, He will tell you, He will show you before. People were coming in from different places to visit, coming directly to me. And I was looking like, What made you come coming? I saw the calling over your life when I walked in the room. This is what this evangelist told me and I said oh yeah I know I was very nonchalant yeah I know people told me that I was running she said just say in the word you have a very high call over your life
1: I wasn't ready
0: to to, follow that I didn't understand what all of that was talking about I didn't I wasn't I wasn't really preaching yet not yet until maybe a few months but see God will show you so listen God showed him this dream. He showed him this dream that he was going to be exalted. How many people, you know, even if you didn't get a word of knowledge from anyone, God has shown you in a dream, you're going to get married. You're going to have this lifestyle. There was a word spoken over my life that I would be a billionaire. All these different words. There many times that was spoken over my life I'm not just saying it to say it to me it's, it, it, it really doesn't matter if it happens or if it don't it's not something that I'm worried about it's not something that I'm trying to hover or care about it comes to pass when it needs to come to pass if it came to pass it's none of anyone's business if it does if it doesn't that's not you live life you continue on but we get caught up in in, in dreams and sometimes in interpreting them when we don't really know what God what when it's going to happen that's why I tell people whoa, to people who are doing these readings tarot card readings divination readings you're manipulating the time you're telling people hey this is going to happen that that you, what you seeing ain't going to happen what you seeing could might not happen what you seeing might be changed you don't know because you're you're racing and you're manipulating against time so we have to make sure that we don't put time above other people and other things you know we have to make sure that we are staying even if we see a dream You have to know that these dreams could be symbolization of God showing us something that is going to happen in the future time or the future um, going forth in the future. Okay, we have to make sure we remember that. So what happened was after Joseph gave these dreams and um, told his brothers these dreams, what happened was the brothers started to get jealous and they were trying to seek to destroy him after that okay so in my situation I was talking to you guys I have many situations of this but I'm going to bring up the specific one uh regarding uh the dance studio in a dream that I had and in a dream that I had God revealed to me that there was and it was a really creepy dream I saw the dream um I saw my dance studio and when I walked in, there was this huge snake. There was two snakes in the studio, and one was so big, it wrapped around the location and went all the way out uh, to the back, like all the way around to the corner. And the other snake was also there. It was a smaller snake. And uh, this smaller snake, what happened was it was right there with the bigger snake, and they were there together uh the smaller snake looked like it was a little bit it was still big but it was it was kind of like around uh the bigger snake and so what happened was they were kind of it showed these two snakes together feeding off of each other and so I saw my purse in the dream I saw my purse and I saw me trying to get my purse you know trying to get my purse um and I saw the snake. It was like a python. And the other one looked like... It looked like one of those demonic snakes in the, in the Bible. And so I saw the... Um, I saw the snake. Like, it, it tried to bite me. Like, it literally, like, pushed up at me. You know, like, bucked at me. You know what I mean? So... And they were together. I saw them, like, together. So what happened was... um it literally chased me out of my like location. That's what it tried to do. It tried to like chase me out of my own place. And that's what I saw. And, um, after that I woke up and, um, you know, I woke up and I told, I think I told a friend about it and I didn't know around this time that all this was going to happen. So what happened was there was a Bible study. We were on the Bible study and, um, my bible studies were every friday so i had the bible studies every friday and um there were these there was this two these two women that would attend uh the bible studies over the phone i did conference bible studies um (coughs) inside of my studio so they would attend the bible studies so all of a sudden. One of my friends said, "Hey, we're starting a we're starting a prayer call on Thursday." So they they said, "Do you want to come on our prayer call on Thursdays?" So I was like, "Oh no, it's okay. You know, I have to um, I have to get prepared for my Bible studies on Friday because on my Bible studies on Friday I had other people coming on." So two of the people that happened to come on the Bible studies, believe it or not, in that specific time. Were um, three of my friends that I actually had my personal friends in my life. They was they were coming on the Bible study. All the three of them happened to be on the Bible study that day. Um, They happened to be on the Bible study that day. So, what happened was they said, "Oh, you didn't." So I didn't go to the prayer call. So I get on the Bible study. I did a message, and all of a sudden I got off of the. I had the dream. Um, I got off the Bible study right then and there. So, I had a um, this dream, or whatever, about the snakes, okay? So, I had the dream about the snakes, and then all of a sudden, um, I just felt, like, really weird. So, I had this weird pain in my uh, body to where um, I could not get up. I couldn't get up. I think I was out for, like, three weeks, literally um keep in mind i had just went through something i was going through all this stuff so i was getting attacked like really bad and so i ended up being in bed for three weeks my tailbone was hurting so bad it was it was it was crazy so i um i had a friend who called me and he said hey i had a dream This was one of my friends that was on the call he said i had a dream that you were preaching like i saw your studio and i saw a bunch of us in a bunch of chairs And I saw this little ape thing, whatever, try to come out the sky and like pull you away. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, because I had a dream of this snake. So he had this dream. I had this dream. And the moment when I started to feel the pain, the Holy Spirit revealed to me exactly who the person was that did it. Like who they were, who, who were the snakes he showed me and most of the time the first thing that comes to my spirit is what it is and this is why you know i talk about you know online. people are like oh well, how did she know well god shows me god shows me if, if witchcraft is going on he'll show me if somebody has did a hex on me he'll show me he'll show me exactly who it is so the holy spirit was trying to tell me hey these were these two people uh that were on your study that was praying against you already and so they got together to try to pray against you before your your bible study and so what people do what people don't realize is when you try to pray somebody else's your will your specific will on somebody else's life you don't know if that's god's will for their life so you can be cursing them trying to if you don't feel like they belong in a position that they're in or you don't feel like okay let's for instance oh she's pregnant uh, she's not supposed to be pregnant. I don't want her to be pregnant. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray a hex or whatever on her So that her baby dies and 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 all of this stuff. Yeah, I went through that, too It's a whole bunch of stuff that people have did but God it didn't happen. It didn't happen to me, you know, because God had intervened so These specific two people did this and these were friends of mine that one I met in college one I knew um, from like years ago when I was like a teen And, um, we, one of them I met in college, we were in a class together and she was so, you know, she was like, oh, you know, you have your own business. I have my own business. I'm trying to get started in my own business. And this was an older woman about in like her fifties or something. She didn't look like she was in her fifties, but she was always would say how I dance well and all of this stuff. And we became really close. So what happened was, um, she ended up, um, She ended up, they basically were working together to do this, you know, this um, stuff against me and all that different stuff. And um, they ended up working together to do this stuff. And so I was in pain, so much pain, that I had to go to the ER. So when I went to the ER, they diagnosed me with a tailbone injury. And I said, I told the nurse, I said, well, I didn't fall. I didn't fall at all. And uh, I said, I didn't fall. So how is this a tailbone injury? So they gave me some medicine. It's funny because another friend calls me and she says, God showed me something. And she started to pray. She said, she saw in the spirit and she said, I see these nails like in your tailbone and it looks like an ape. Keep in mind, nobody told her about this nobody told her about this what this thing looked like but two dreams confirmed that it looked like kind of like a ape looking flying thing or whatever or whatever and she said and i when i looked it up when i looked up tailbone believe it or not one of the uh terms is affiliated kind of the same it has the same terminology with this type of thing that they saw so she saw these nails just sitting there like in my tailbone just like nasty looking because she has a gift of discernment as well so she started she began to pray and as she began to pray my pain started to leave and uh, this was I was really young still I was still learning a lot I wasn't uh, going out preaching and different things and stuff yeah. but I was doing bible studies and so she prayed and all of a sudden they prescribed me with this medicine I took like one pill I didn't even finish the pills because the pain had left the pain had just I could feel after she prayed the pain subsided uh from my from my tailbone so God revealed to me that it was these two people so what happened was how it was confirmed the friend calls me and she starts and I tell she's like okay so are you still running your bible studies and I guess she thought that I was supposed to stop and I said I said um yeah i'm still running them and she started screaming at me she was like you're not called to do this god didn't call you to do this you're not supposed to do this you need to come under me you need to do this and do that and this and this specific person at this time was very religious she was like in some national uh i mean um hebrew israelite stuff the people that you know condemn you and all this stuff and you gotta wear this and shalom and all this stuff and i said no and i said don't call me again, I'm changing my number this you know you're harassing me, you're doing all this stuff, and yeah, I blocked her, and that was it. but keep in mind, this is a friend we we did prayer together, different things like that, but we just didn't have the same we didn't have excuse me, we didn't have the same views on the way I saw the Lord. you know, I saw the Lord as Jesus Christ. I don't think this specific person maybe saw it that way. And she might've started in a different way as for like a different religion. And that's completely fine. But people didn't understand my walk and God revealed to me, he told me that this person didn't believe that she should have been having this spot for her to preach. She should have been here and I should not have been there. This other person was angry because her business was not taking off and I was running, working in my business. So they decided to team up and do this against me. So back to the scripture, I want to get back to the scripture. So what happened was with uh, Joseph, his brothers planned this plot to take him down. And how they planned this plot was they got together, all of them, they took him to this dark little pit. And what happened was they paid, they paid um, to sell him off into slavery. So they sold him off as a slave. So what happened was they all got together. I think they told their dad they were going to be going somewhere, you know, and his, remember, uh, Joseph's dad was very protective over him all this time for a reason. And even when he went off with them, they, the dad was worried. So what happened was Joseph went, they, all of his brother pushed him into this pit. Okay. Pushed him into this pit, paid off somebody. The the person that they paid off, got him out of the pit and sold him into, um, took him to Egypt and sold him as a slave. All right, so his brothers set him up, pushed him into a pit, sold him into slavery, okay? And so this is where we get into betrayal, trust and moving forward and how Joseph's dreams end up working for him at the, at the uh, end. So I wanna tell you guys, there's some things that you're experiencing that you don't realize that you're going through. Uh, you might be going through right now. And you see yourself in a very dark, pity place where it's like, you know, nothing is going right. I am so low. This is the lowest I've been. You know, my friends just backstabbed me. My family just sold me into slavery, prostitution, human trafficking, like a lot of this stuff is going on. I don't know if I'm going to make it out. All right. I don't know. I'm stuck in this in this jail cell. I'm in prison right now. I I I might be in prison. I might be innocent, you know, and I'm sitting in prison. Even if I did what I did, I am sitting in prison and I feel like I'm going to be here forever. A lot of you guys are, are in captive in your minds. You might not be in jail in a jail cell, but in your minds, there's like a jail cell. Your mind is like a jail cell because your mind is held captive to the things and the freedom that God wants to give you right now. And so what I'm saying is Joseph was in a pit. He was stuck in a pit. He couldn't get out of the pit. So what happened was the, bu- the brothers went back and told the dad that Joseph was dead. And so they believed all this time that Joseph was dead. He was gone. There was nothing else. So the brothers held this slimy, dirty secret, believing that, Joseph fell to his end, and he and he died, and he slipped on a rock or whatever, like people like to say, to hide his story. How many people feel like you know? I felt like this. I felt like so many people were so angry at what God was doing in my life that they tried to throw me into this hole, in this invisible hole, and keep me there. I talk on my other podcast. Uh, if you hear about my abuse story, all these different stories of situations that I've been through for people to try to silence me and silence what was God doing in my life. And for a person that experienced what I've experienced, I realized that there was a hope at the end of my situation and what I was going through and that God was going to show me a way out. He was going to show me a way out. And for Joseph, Joseph's way out of this time (laughs) and this situation that he was going through, let me tell y'all something. God will take you in the pit and put you in the kingdom in a castle of where. But He has He will set you up to be around your enemies. He will set you up to be around the jealous people. He will have people curse you and try to kill you. He will have all of this stuff to happen just to put you in the place you are supposed to go. And I'm gonna tell you this story because if Joseph would not have went through. What he went through with this bro- these brothers, these jealous envy people, these people that didn't like him, these people that gossip about him, these people that lied on him, these people that stole from him, these people that envied him, these people that cursed him, these people that killed and striked and stabbed and shot him in the back every time because of his whatever race, because of the way he looks, because of they didn't like him. God took him. I'm about to, you know, I, 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 I when I get into stuff like this, I get emotional because I'm gonna tell you something. We are, it is your mindset, it is your mindset. You can either choose captivity or you can choose circumvention, you can have an escape before you get the escape. And and listen to this, and a lot of people might not agree, you might not understand, Joseph's escape from his situation was him being thrown in the pit. His escape from being out of the pit was him being sold into slavery. His escape from slavery was the gift that he had as a child that made room for him. When I tell you whatever God gives you can be an escape for you, the vision, the dream, the whatever that God give, gave you can be an escape for you. Your gifts in film, your talent can be a gift for you that can be an escape for you in your mental capacity. When I told you, if it wasn't for the gifts that God has given me, I would probably be dead right now. If it wasn't for me using dance to be able to, to heal and express myself, I probably wouldn't be here today. But I use these gifts. See, in the Bible, God, Joseph had a gift of dreams. So we're going to talk about the dreams that Joseph had and how his dreams got him out of his situation. Pushed him into circumvention, his escape. So it says Joseph was, and see, when Joseph, listen. Joseph got sold into slavery. See, God saw Joseph's ending. Jo, jo, and we talk about that in the last podcast. The expected end. God already knew Joseph's expected end. Joseph's expected end was that he would be sitting in a high place. This dream, this dream right here demonstrates him sitting in a very high place. That's important. It, it shows him sitting in a very high place. And, and that he 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 the, the brothers bowed to him in this situation. They put him into they threw him in a pit because they was scared of it. But listen to this, they threw him in a pit because they were scared of him growing. See, see, I want y'all to I, I want y'all to catch this real quick. Cause if you don't catch this, you're not gonna get it. They threw him in a pit to prevent To prevent What God Was doing Not realizing That God already had a plan I had people pray and and hex And do all this stuff on my pregnancy I had a miscarriage A few years ago, I had people say all this negative stuff Y'all hear what I'm saying on this podcast I got pregnant with twins I'm trying to tell you right after that So what I'm going to tell you is God will (laughs) Ooh, this is for somebody. This is for somebody. Somebody. This is for somebody on here. You, you, you done. You said I'm done. <laughs> I am done. I don't got nothing left. And I'm gonna tell you, I've been fought so much. <laughs> want this podcast? A dog barking outside, screaming like he dying. Somebody banging on the thing. All this and that. I've been going in and out. Checked on the dog. The dog is fine. Just, just hollering for no reason. And I said. You know, I go outside downstairs to check on the dog. I say, you're okay. Nothing's going on. I'm thinking you're down here dying. The enemy just has been sending all these distractions. Because there's a message in this that somebody needs to hear. People will try to deflate, defeat the purpose that God has over your life. But they don't know the expected. They don't know God had another plan. God showed Joseph. See, it says, it says... God doesn't do anything without showing his servants The prophets about it first He showed Joseph And he gave Joseph peace So let me tell y'all when Joseph got to the kingdom Joseph got to Egypt You know Pharaoh is the king at this time So they put Joseph Saw Joseph was doing his task I'm just gonna sum it all up He was doing everything successful They saw that Joseph Was, uh, was a good worker Okay, he was getting, he was doing everything that the Lord, he was doing everything unto the Lord. And they saw every, the kings. listen, the king saw that the Lord was with Joseph. He was with him. They saw that the Lord was with Joseph and he became a very successful man and served an Egypt. He started to serve an Egyptian uh, master's household. So the master started to see that joseph was just a good and successful person and he was very honest so joseph became his assistant he appointed he ended oh listen to this y'all joseph was a slave he was a slave scrubbing the floors and mopping so joseph came from scrubbing the floors and mopping to now becoming up he but he appointed him as the head of the household and he put joseph under his, his supervision so what he did he started to he started to um to to have joseph until you know joseph was mopping the floor all of a sudden he's like you know joseph getting this stuff done one floor already done like okay this is a blessing god is with him he is doing everything unto the lord we're gonna promote him so he got promoted so now he's telling people he's telling the other slaves what to do not all you know do this do that but he's he's telling them what to do and and, and instructing them, so God placed him in a higher position, so listen, God blessed everything that Joseph had, and he did everything he was supposed to do in that time and it says so he so the 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 um this was Pharaoh's chief officer Pharaoh's chief officer then Handed over everything he had to Joseph and didn't pay any attention except to the food he ate. Listen to this. That means this man trusted Joseph. This became his right hand man. He trusted Joseph so much that he put him into this position. So listen how the enemy comes in after this joseph is some people some people come in your life and i'm gonna tell y'all a lot of people a lot of times you're getting betrayed by people people will come in your life as a distraction they'll come sent satan will send people because you're just doing too good you can't have a break you're doing too good they he gotta send some problems your way he gotta send somebody that's gonna come in and try to destroy you you you're doing way too good so he gonna send somebody and believe it or not, people people will allow themselves to be used to bring you down. So listen, this this servant, this chief uh, officer of Pharaoh, this leader in the kingdom, had a wife. So what happened was the wife started to see that she lusted Joseph. She started liking Joseph. She saw Joseph mopping around, telling people what to do around the house. You know, you gotta be careful for these women too. So she decided. That she wanted Joseph to sleep with her. Listen to this. And Joseph said, "How could I do this terrible thing and sin against God?" And it says, so it says, it says, I'm gonna read it. It says, uh, this is uh, verse uh, seven in Genesis. Genesis 39 it says um sometime later Ma- the master's wife became attracted to Joseph and said sleep with me he refused and said to his master's wife with me here my master doesn't pay attention to anything in his household he's put everything he has under my supervision no one is greater than I am in this household and he hasn't denied me anything except you since you are his wife listen to this i could how could i do this terrible thing and sin against god every single day she tried to convince him but he wouldn't agree to sleep with her or even be with her listen to this there are some men that walk around they don't care if you got a wife a husband They don't care if you got a husband. They say, well, he not going to know. He not going to know if we sleep together. They're not going to know. You don't have to tell them. This could be our little secret. You got people that actually walk around and do that. They walk around and do that because they don't feel like they have anything to lose. This man was a faithful man. He built the trust of his friend. You have women that do it too. And, And most times, men won't tell you that they are married. They won't tell you that they have a wife. They'll lie. Women will lie too. Many times these men, you don't know that they've been in a relationship with somebody. They were with them in the past. You not you might not know until they tell you, or God doesn't reveal it to you. Maybe you don't remember, but in his situation, he knew, Hey, this is a married woman. This is not mine. And he respected that. And he trusted his friend. So it says he refused. It said, one day Joseph arrived at the house to do his work. Uh, to do his uh, his work. None of the household men was there. She grabbed his, so the wife grabbed his garment saying, lie down with me. But he left his garment in her hands and ran outside. When she re- realized that he had left his garment in her hands and run outside, she summoned the men of her house and said to them, look, my husband brought him. He- brought us a hebrew to ridicule us he came to me to lie down with me but i screamed when he heard me raise my voice and scream he left his garment with me and ran outside she kept his garment with her until joseph's master come home and she told him the same thing the hebrew slave whom you brought to us to ridicule me came to me but when i raised my voice and screamed he left his garment with me and ran outside how many of these women lying you know, there's a lot of women that are actually being raped and abused, but there's also a lot of women that are lying about rapes and abuse and different things like this to set up the men and to get them caught up and put in jail because they don't, they, they want control over them or they upset. That happens as well, you know? And this was one of those women who felt, you know, I can't have you. I, it was a distraction. She was a distraction. She didn't like that. She wanted to, and then she didn't love her husband enough, so that she 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 betrayed her husband in the process. People will betray everybody in the process, and you. If you meet somebody and they betraying everybody and they can't they can't keep they can't be um, faithful to one person, they running around. You hear multiple problems with them. Da, da, da. You don't trust. You think this person gonna get with you and you going and they gonna they you gonna trust them? No. They're going to do the same thing to you. If a person is gossiping behind your back or gossiping with you, they're going to gossip it behind your back too. You you, you know, so most of my situations, friends backstabbing, gossiping about me, men, you know, one woman having sex with a man just because I was affiliated with him just because she wanted to, men trying to, you know, Think that I'm with this dude and trying to take me away from the dude. All this kind of stuff. You don't want to be with somebody like that. So it says basically they threw Joseph in jail for something he didn't even do. You see these men sitting in jail. Joseph, Joseph came from, listen to this. By all of this stuff that happened to Joseph, I probably would have been somewhere in another pit. Couldn't even take all of this stuff because it was so much. But jo- so Joseph went to the pit. Listen to me. Joseph went to the pit. Captivity. Joseph went to the. He got sold into slavery. Captivity. He got took into the kingdom. Lied on by the the lady's wife. Captivity. He in jail. Captivity. Joseph been in captivity all this time. He been in captivity. I can't tell you how many years he probably was a slave but it said Joseph had a gift so as Joseph was in, as Joseph was in prison I'm gonna fast, uh, uh, fast forward Joseph had the gift of interpretation so what happened was Joseph was in prison there was two servants of the king that got thrown in prison. And one day they had, they had, uh, they had these dreams. All right. They both had a dream. One had a dream and the other one had a dream. The dream that that, uh, the other one had was It was was saying that he was going to get his job back in the kingdom. The other dream that the other guy had showed that he was going to be hung. And so Joseph knew that this was... he, He interpreted this dream for them. After he interpreted this dream, what he saw in the dream, every single thing happened exactly after three days. They had the dream. He said, in three days, this will happen. And three days, this is what happened. So, both of them, the same after three days, this happened to both of them. The guy got his job back, he worked directly for the king. The other guy got hung. All right, for something he did. So, I'm trying to tell you guys listen how Joseph was in a pit, <laughs> got sold into his slavery captivity got to the kingdom was doing a good job got promoted got lied on back in captivity joseph was having a hard time getting back up there how many of you guys feel like you you start you have to start over and start over and start over. you lost your you lost your place you lost a family member you don't have any money you went to jail you stuck in jail you don't have any money you feel in your mind and your heart, you're worthless. Joseph kept going. You know what Joseph said after he told them these dreams? He said, tell the king about me. <laughs> Woo! Joseph not only went and sat in the pit, Joseph was networking in the pit. He said, "Tell your, tell him about me. Don't forget to tell him about me. Tell him the gift that I got. Tell them about me, and this is what happened. It says they. It said, "Look, listen." It said they had a dream, and he said they were upset. Let's see. Listen to this. <laughs> One was a chief wine steward. They was upset about these dreams because they didn't know what these dreams meant. They had these dreams and they didn't know. And I, and and Joseph said, "Don't interpretations belong to God? Describe your describe your dreams to me." He's saying all of these dreams, all of this this knowledge that you have belong to God. You know, this is why I'm able to see this cuz he had this dream of interpretation. The Holy Spirit Revealed to Joseph what was happening These people didn't understand what was going on They just saw these grapes and vines and, and, the, and the thing, picking at a thing They didn't really understand it And see it the way Joseph did So listen, listen to this This is the best part about how God Will take you God will take you To a situation He will use your pit Let me tell you guys what happened Around this time before I have so many stories that I, I try to get break down to you guys around this time before the whole situation happened. With the uh, we're making good timing behind the whole situation, what happened at the uh, uh the studio Recent, prior to that, I had got fired from a job. Our department got fired from a job because one of our co workers got revealed to me in the. <laughs> God revealed to me in a dream I'm going to tell y'all what happened with this co-worker This coworker, where well, What he revealed to me um, Nice co-worker smiling all the time But she tried to blackmail Basically blackmail all of us um, As if we stole Or we were working with her to steal this this fund So I guess the job The job knew that she took it I didn't know And I didn't want to throw her character out there Because I didn't see her as a thief So i remember the day it was christmas eve we didn't find the money and i got home and i was crying and i and you know i was i wasn't i wasn't crying yet but i was like you know uh some fifteen hundred dollars got stolen out the department uh today and my sister said she knew god revealed to her she said that girl did it, your coworker. And I said, "How do you know she did it? I don't why would she do something like that? I can't blame and say she did it. We don't know." So what happened was the girl, we had some shoes to sell prior to that. So I had to leave. And so they told us the manager said, "Don't give anyone your number." on your register or whatever at all but i that was at the beginning when you first start work, working so i thought i can trust this girl and i gave her my um my number you know to put to to ring up this sale that was coming in so it was a 200 hundred dollar sale we were on a quota so we had to make sales mm-hmm. and uh me and her and this other girl and so i worked in like a shoe department so what happened was um I gave her my number one time just to ring up this guy while I was gone. And I said, just ring him up in my number and I'll be back. So she did that. What she did was, this was two weeks prior to the situation when she stole. How God revealed it to me. I'll tell you guys how God revealed it to me what happened. So I forgot that I'm just showing you guys the whole story. But I gave her that number. So when the incident happened, my manager kept saying, how did she get? She said, well, you guys number was put in uh, in the same minute. What happened with the incident was I was um, I was at the register, closing the register. I had my name on it. My manager said, everybody hurry up. So I went to go try to figure out the things. And the coworker said, don't worry, I can go ahead and finish it up. So she started finishing it up. And so she uh, didn't scratch out my name. She said she scratched out my name and she didn't. She kept my name on the thing. And so I thought she did a whole nother sheet. I wasn't paying attention. What happened was she went and used, this is what God revealed to me after all this situation. So I'm not going to say that part yet, but I'm going to show you what God showed me. She did. So they said, when they were interrogating us, they said um, that we had to write our report. And I, I thought a customer took the money. It happened so fast. So the money was in a money bag. And, um you know, all of a sudden it came, it came missing. And she said, you know, Deborah, the the money bag is missing. I said, no, it's not. Where can it, could it have been? I was cleaning up. So she helped me look for the money bag. We looked, looked, looked and couldn't find it. So we come back the next day. I knew something was off. She was there before me when she was supposed to come in, like, later. She had already told her story. So I get there to tell my story. Everybody's looking around at me. I get into the office. They're like, Deborah, where's the bag? And I'm like, I don't got the bag or whatever. Come to find out, I pay attention to attention to detail. I uh I come back to work. They said that all of a sudden... um. I see the bag she was at work at the counter being nice to me or whatever I see the bag back in the drawer uh, the, the little yellow bag back in the drawer then I heard somebody in customer service say they found the bag in the restroom on the floor in the restroom so this person went and did all this stuff so the bag, she she brought the she brought the bag back and stuck it in the in the uh drawer so I saw it back in the drawer so they said they found it or whatever all of a sudden the next day so they fired me they just fired me because they said my number was on the uh I think they already knew she did it but they said my number was on the the uh they just fired me for like mishandling the bag they didn't fire me for like stealing or nothing so You know, they have to escort us out and make a big old deal. So anyway, I got back to my office, you know, my dance studio, and I was crying or whatever. And when I came home, my sister, she just started crying in anger. She said, you know, I told you before she she said she told me, she said, I told you uh, she did it. You know, this girl has like a black heart. And she said, I saw it like she did it. So I had already got fired. But three days later, God showed me a dream. And in the dream i saw the coworker, and i saw me walking around and somebody in a dream said she did it she did it and it was like kind of like the same thing that played off and in a dream um i said how do you know so in a dream i looked over and there she was and she was running with her head down like she was running like hiding sneaky And I saw my manager come because my manager wore heels like every day. So my manager came up to me and she said, Devorah, how did she get your AIN number? And that's when it clicked. And when I had that dream, it clicked. And God told me, remember when you gave it to her two weeks prior to this situation to ring up that sale?" And all I could hear was in my head was the, the manager saying, never give out your number. And I said, well, God, I had this dream, but how am I supposed to tell them? Like, I'm already fired. It's too late. I mean, they didn't fire me because I stole anything, but I, it, it taught me something. And you know what it, what it taught me after all of this situation, it taught me, even though I lost my job. Oh my God. I had just got promoted. I had been in that position for three months and I was going in to go into full time, but I was also a business owner. But see, God didn't want me to just be stuck in that situation. I thought I was going to be there. That's why I was going to be forever. But it worked out for the best in that situation. After that, I ended up going through the whole uh, thing with the tailbone with the people. And then I ended up getting a job um, three weeks later teaching ballet in a wonderful school. And God blessed me and put me in this position uh, where I was making between 30, 40 more and even running my business, even running my business as a contractor with this specific uh place that I was working, I was contracting my studio as a business owner into the schools. this owner I, I i knew so many owners this owner gave me an opportunity, so it, I came from being going through all this stuff to going into where I was doing recitals and all running the, the director over the dance program, running all of this stuff and doing all of this and I would never have been there if it wasn't for this situation happening to me okay so what happened was um this pushed me into something else and oh I was crying I was I was like I had to it was so hard for me I couldn't I didn't get a, I couldn't find a job it took me three weeks to find a job but God and the, and I'm gonna tell y'all something that's very powerful the job that I got I met the lady before I got the job and I met her listen to first impressions. I met the lady at the job I got fired by. She rang I rang her up and she bought something at the 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 in the department that I was in before I got promoted. She bought something. She bought something that day and that's how I met her. I went in for an interview. Got hired. Turned down the job because I got hired at the job I got fired by and got promoted. So I turned down the job. They were gonna pay me more at the job when I got hired. You know what happened when I got fired? I reached back out and said, you know, this situation happened and I would like to take the job. Look how God worked. I met this lady. When I came into the interview, I said, I know you. She said, welcome to my school. This was the owner of the school. I had been in this pit situation in this dark situation. God already knew it was going to happen, but he set me up, put me in the right direction, put me around the right people. This lady, I remember how much she bought. She bought a, a bed skirt that was $249 and 99 cent. And the first thing she noticed was my personality yes she was into horoscopes and different things and she said you know you're a leo and i said oh i don't really believe in that stuff you know i don't really believe in horoscopes not that i am not just not generalized but when i met her in the interview she said it again she said you're a leo and i said that's how i know you i know you from this workplace I didn't know. I knew I remembered her, but I didn't know where I was. So if she wouldn't have said that she recognized me as this person of a fire personality and innovative, I would have never knew when I walked into her school that this was this woman that I met. So sometimes God will use these things. He will use, it's not saying, Hey, I'm better than another person because I don't dabble in these type of things. But God will use even people in other religions, backgrounds to bless you and and put you in a situation and bring you up into where you need to be. That's why you have to be very humble because you never know who you meet. And when I met her, when she called me, um, when she called me uh, a Leo, I wasn't rude to her. I just said, I don't, you know, whatever, but she was a very nice person. And even working in her school, she was a very, uh, nice person. And so, um, she was, she had a, a, a beautiful, bright, free spirit. That's what I loved about her. And, um, this is the one that said, I would just pay you to sit there and talk to me. God had put me in and put me in this place where people actually care and 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 loved me it's not that i didn't go through in even it's not that i didn't go through things even at the school i did because there were people upset and different things there as well because i was growing but this person god used her in my life to bless me and i'll always remember that you know so joseph got into the um anyway he he got um i'm not saying like anyway like that but you know i'm trying to I always compare the Bible to, you know, my personal stories so that it's not just me talking about myself all the time. Like, people think that I always talk about myself. No, people don't think that. I'm just kidding. But anyway, they might, but whatever. But anyway, <laughs> I, um, so Joseph ends up being in jail. So what happens is uh, the king ends up having a dream. Listen to this. The king ends up having a dream and he cannot interpret it. So he goes to the Modern day astrologists, the um, like the wise men, the divinators, all these people who can see the psychics, you know, all these different people. He goes to them to ask them how to interpret this dream. And nobody could interpret the dream for him. Not even people that he paid or they said, oh, they got the biggest gifts and all this stuff. They cannot interpret the dream not that they couldn't see is because the dream came from God. The dream was specifically from God. I mean, the mag- magicians couldn't even get in hack to figure out what was going on. The dream came directly from God and only the Holy Spirit could be able to, uh, to interpret what comes from God. You know, so what happened was um, the king needed help. And so the wine bear just is exactly how he um, he promised. Um, he told the king about Joseph. He told the king about Joseph, and, and what happened is Joseph interpreted his the king's dreams. He interpreted the king's dream, and um, you know, just a long story short. And you you guys are you guys will see the movie if you watch the movie. Uh, The movie is called uh, Joseph, King of Dreams. If you want to see everything in picture, a great movie. But what happens is um, the chief baker basically told him about Joseph. And um, he said how Joseph saw the dreams, how Joseph told him the dreams. So what happened is Joseph, the king's dream, the king Joseph dreams was telling the King that there was an expected famine coming to the land. All right. That's what God was showing that there was going to be a famine and there was going to be a lot of lack in the land and Joseph interpret and the King did not, he didn't have a settled heart. He was worried about it. He was like, what's going on? So Joseph being the only person in the kingdom that could be able, that was able to interpret the dream ended up and you'll see this at, you'll know this at the end of you read and you'll see he ended up helping the king come up with a solution to save and prepare because there was a famine in the land imagine it being a pandemic right now and all this stuff is going on and um, they the, the president or whoever something is getting ready to happen and they're trying to and they see this happening but they don't know what to do Nobody can tell them what to do. And they don't know how to prepare. That's how it was back then. If they if they don't have food, nobody gets food. Nobody gets food because what happens is in a famine, everybody is affected in the famine. So what happened was there was a famine just as expected. And Joseph Joseph interpreted, and what happened is all these people from all over needed help. You know, similar to what's going on now. They needed assistance. They needed help. Help. And what happened was Joseph's dad, brothers, family. And Joseph ended up uh, in the movie. You'll see he had a new uh, brother. I mean, a younger brother. But he hadn't been there in in that long. And it's so much more to the story. But what happened was um, he invited his um, brothers to come. And, um, um, something happened, but what happened happened is Joseph ended up proving, basically he didn't get revenge when he, when he, uh, got betrayed by his brothers. He didn't take revenge. He ended up, his brothers ended up needing him at the end. That's what ended up happening. His brothers ended up needing him and he ended up saving and helping his family, but he was in the highest position. He became the second Right hand to the king. Listen to this. Joseph went from the pit. Somebody's not listening.
1: <laughs> Joseph
0: went from the pit. His brothers sold him into slavery. He got lied on. Got put in jail. His dreams. His gifts. He ended up. All of this ended up happening. Joseph. Now that man. That, that used to be the chief. Of the king, Joseph was now the second in in charge of the kingdom. He came from nothing, being sold into slave as a slave, to now being second right hand to Pharaoh. The dream at the beginning that he had represented the famine, represented them bowing down, getting their grains, the food, and all those things because he was now second in line. He was an authority figure. This is what he saw in advance. He wasn't saying, hey, I saw y'all bowing down before me, ha ha ha. He spoke and what he spoke, see that's the power of the tongue. But the power of the tongue is powerful When you speak something out and you say it, you bring it out. You bring either you attract good and you attract bad. It don't come, the good you attract don't come with the bad. The bad hear it, they going to come for it too. What you put out, you're going to attract certain things to your life. But what's important about this story, the captivity in your mind is what holds us back. All this time Joseph was in jail. I probably don't know for how many years they sat him there. We don't know how many years he was a slave. But but Jacob, Joseph, I'm sorry, escaped his captivity in his mind. He said, I'm going to keep praising unto the Lord. I'm going to keep mopping these floors. They're going to try to stop me, but I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to stop. Tell him about me. Joseph didn't give up and cry in a jail cell. He said, "No, tell, tell the king, tell, tell. Make sure you tell them who I am." He networked while he was in that pit. You got that business? You wondering? You know, I don't want to talk to people. I'm introvert. I'ma just stay at home. I'm not gonna go out. You better network. You don't know who you meet. I'm telling you, I have so many business cards stocked up from years ago. Wedding businesses, cake businesses, makeup businesses, computer fixing businesses, printing bids, all these different stuff, all kinds of businesses, art businesses, dance businesses. I probably got a card for anything I can probably, if I needed something, I can go look in a business card and find it. You have to open your mouth if you want to get an opportunity. Same thing when you're going through a mindset of captivity. You must open your mouth and say, uh, no, this is not where I'm going to stay. I am not going to stay in captivity. I am free. I am not going to stay enslavement to this same reality or this same perception of who I am. There's a lot of things that we take on from our past generations and our past um, cultures and all these different stuff it's not saying that you don't hold on to your your culture or you know you don't um you don't appreciate but you don't you don't stay in a box and become captive to okay you know my family members and the my my great great this didn't make it you know i gotta do this i'm mean, you don't stay captive to that you don't you don't remain captive you escape even though there's segregation uh you know segregation going on in in those times it's still going on now when you go into the classroom you 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 find you don't see people sitting all scattered you see them going sit to where they want to sit it might not be black white hispanic but they go sit you know old girl got her long nails with her hair done down to her back oh i feel comfortable i'm gonna go sit by her you we we still have it going on it's a mentality you guys It's a mentality We still have this stuff going on today Still today We want to sit and be where we want to be And we don't open up and get outside of the box Even though there's racism Discrimination going on Yes it is wrong It is wrong But if you don't get out of that mindset of, hey, I am a minority. Yes, you are, but God says you are not, you are free. You have to be free to see yourself in the kingdom. You gotta already see yourself in the kingdom before you get there. A millionaire was broke before there was a millionaire. But they saw themselves as a millionaire. One thing I speak, I always speak, and this is how I get to where this is a secret of how I'm able to get and push myself into where I'm going is because I speak it. I don't speak it and force it. Oh you know how people just be talking, oh I'm this, oh I'm I'm this. No, I see myself, you know, I tell people and I laugh. We're in August. I'm already in December, boo. I didn't I'm, I'm in December realizing what I got to do for February. <laughs> it's not me worrying, but I'm already planning. There's a timeline in my head. There's an expected end. There's a goal for me. When I was 19, I said at 26, I'm, I'm going to have my businesses established to where they need to be. I'm going to preach. I said, God, take me at 19. I said, God, don't let me be 42. Let move me into it at 26. I didn't know I was going to be moving into it at 26. This is what I was talking to him about in my room, in my apartment. God, I don't want to wait till I'm 26 to to do what you call me to do now. No, I said, God, I don't want to wait till I'm 42 to do what you call me to do now. Give it to me now. Throw it on me now. Reveal it to me now. Prepare me for it now. Prune me now. Delete them out my life now. Take from me now. Show me now. That's what I started to ask him. I started to pray instead of running from patience. I started to pray for patience. I started to go through things. A lot of us want to run from our problems. We, don't, we want to run from, God, teach me how it feels to be in a, a healthy relationship. Lord, teach me to wait on you so I'm not dependent on this man or woman for my bills or my next my next paycheck or you know God teach me that it's not all about marriage at the end teach me that the true covenant is with you and not somebody on my side that's not it that's not it Joseph would never be able to get where he was at if he didn't have that that, that heart of worship you have to have a heart of gratitude and a heart of worship if you want to move forward captivity and betrayal is going to keep you down in the pit people say how can you have gotten through the stuff you're talking like you one man he was helping me move my furniture I was moving to this uh, new place he said I'm sorry but uh you don't look like you went through nothing, like you don't look like you went through nothing like you happy you're happy I can't believe this right now you are glowing in this car like you're smiling you're glowing like I I don't understand was because he started to ask me about my life and just different things. He said, oh, you don't have your mom? What? Your mom's not here? You look like you are just have everything in the world because it's the peace. See, Joseph had a peace when he was in that pit. He had a peace when they threw him in there. He knew. He said, you know what? I don't know what's going on, but my God, he was worshiping in that pit. He was worshiping. He continued to praise God. God fed him all the time, prepared for him. You gotta find the peace in the pit. So Joseph was content Joseph was was in a place where he focused on himself. He didn't focus on the pit. He didn't focus on the captivity he was in, but he focused on where he was going to be when he got out. And so I want to encourage you guys today to know that your mindset, how you take on things, how you understand things, how you, um, get through your situations how you think about your situations all of this plays a huge role on if you move forward or not I would have never got through half of the things I've experienced if I didn't see like I speak about it in my other podcast and expect it and if I didn't see that there was something good coming out of if I didn't focus not on hey what people thinks of me or what did I do or what these people were saying about me or how they backstabbed me and how I was crying and how I was hurt. I've been through so many levels of betrayal from the highest to the lowest. If you've heard, I don't have to go talk about all the opportunities of betrayal that I've experienced, but we've all been through betrayal, through family members, you know, from family members, from friends, from relationship betrayal, all different types of betrayal but our mindset are we going to be captive captive or are we going to take those thoughts captive in our mind that tells us hey you're not going to make it forward If imagine if joseph would have thought to himself you know my brothers hate me i'm never going to be anyone and he was just a slave cleaning up and doing all this stuff and if he would have gotten recognized by someone he wouldn't have accepted it because he wouldn't have saw himself as more. It's just like me when I first started off. Uh, when I started at the new job at the school, I got an opportunity um, to run my business in the school and charge the students. And I remember she gave me a specific um, amount that I was able to contract for. And I said, I said, could I? contract for this amount that I'm already charging for my students as if I'm teaching them like it's my you know and even though I was an independent contractor because usually it's supposed to be a percentage when you're going into another school and she took that offer and she accepted it and it helped me so much it helped me be able to pay for my studio pay for food you know just pay for where I was I was living you know I end up Uh, moving into an apartment and doing all this other stuff. And um, God blessed me, you know, and he continued to bless me with what I have. So even now, God moved me into such given has given me so much more responsibility. I'm able to pay things that I could never (laughs) probably pay for before years, three years ago.
1: You know, when I was in that
0: situation in the job, I couldn't even afford like what I'm affording now even I could not even afford that I didn't even look in that area because I was like yeah I can't I would never be able to do that things that I would say I I said that I would never be able to do God has graced me to be able to do it now so I'm gonna tell you guys people might not like where you're at they might not like the blessings that God has over your life they might say you know you're not going to get anywhere um They might not acknowledge your business or your business plans, but God is seeing those things and he's seeing how you're working slowly and swiftly and how you're going to see your business grow. You're going to see the things that you're doing grow. It doesn't matter uh, who you are, who likes you, who you don't like, whatever. God is going to still bless you despite what you did in your past and who you are uh, today or what you didn't do. He's going to bless you without the degree. He's going to bless you with the degree. He's going to put you in a door and put you in jobs where people didn't think. I've had, I had people upset at me because I didn't have, I got into positions where I didn't even have a degree. I I got into things that people, jobs that you would actually need a degree. I was doing those things and I was getting paid for somebody equivalent who actually had two degrees. So now I... I'm a CEO you know I work for myself but what I'm saying is I wasn't I wasn't there at first you know and I had people come to this little small little storefront and say how did you how do you do it Had people ask me how do you do it and I always would say God because what you see I might have saw something small but they saw a kingdom and in my mindset I see the bigger picture I see big when people say think big get big I already think big everywhere I go oh i this is gonna happen this is my vision I remember saying turning point would be a school and I had people say how are you gonna do that literally friends I had how are you gonna do that that's impossible you don't have the money for that don't you need do money with all of this La da 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 da. How are you going to do that? I had so many people tell me, How was I going to do that? I remember a friend I had in the past, uh, she said, um, I had, the, and this was in the time I was 21 at the time. And see, some people, they'll have dreams of you and they are confused when it doesn't happen when they want it to happen. That's another problem. You know, she had a dream and she said, uh, I saw you looking for these uh, huge, um, um, 200,000, 300,000 houses. And I asked, and I told myself, um, how, how was you, going? how was she, how were you going to pay for it? And she said, God told her that God, he was going to, um, he was going to, to, uh, provide. And so she told me that. So in the time she told me the dream. And of course, at the time I was, um, I wasn't even, where was I? I think I was in my studio at the time, not even uh, living anywhere, like living in my, probably my studio. I was living in my studio for six months. I wasn't even doing anything. But God had already shown me these promises of me, uh, you know, getting this specific house that I wanted, um, you know, doing all these different things that I wanted. And just because she saw it then, she doesn't know exactly when it's gonna happen you know she didn't know it could have been years later in the marriage it could have been you know she didn't know it was gonna be now she didn't know what it was gonna be she didn't know when she told me years ago she didn't know what what time limited was gonna be but she told me that you know what i mean and god I I saw it in dreams. Many other people told me they saw me living here and there. And God gave me a word years ago and told me I was going to live in the, the lifestyle I've always wanted and desired. I was broke. I couldn't even put a dollar in the tie bucket. That's how bad it was. You know, and it, it wasn't telling me that I wasn't going to do it. But God was showing me his promises up ahead. And if we share some of these things too prematurely, people won't understand and then they'll get discouraged for us. (laughs) You know, you know what I'm talking about. People get discouraged for you and say, oh, it's not happening because it didn't happen after three years, two years. Maybe what I saw was wrong. No, it's not what you saw was was of sometimes can be what of error if it's a promise. It just might not have happened at that specific time. Some things are quickly what can what's happened within the same week? Some or not? You have to really ask the Holy Spirit what it is. I saw I was getting. Somebody told me that I was getting pregnant like years ago. I already had saw it. God was already showing me this stuff way before it had happened. You know. So we don't understand what God is doing. We might see something and not really understand it completely. But when we speak it out of our mouth, we are opening up an atmosphere for it to move and take its place. And Joseph spoke. But see, God already knew before Joseph spoke, he already knew that Joseph would speak. That's so powerful. God already knows who's going to come against your dreams before they even come against it. He already knows what's going to happen before it happens. He knew Joseph. He he knows he already knew you were going to go through that journey. He knew people were going to tease you for being LGBT or this or that. He knew you were going to be um, discriminated against. He knew that relationship wasn't going to work. He already knew God already knows these things. And the the goal is to understand that uh, Jesus will comfort you in the midst of where other people limit you, where other people fault you, where other people don't believe in you, where other people don't show you grace. He knew you were going to be addicted to porn. He knew you were going to be a prostitute. He knew you were going to go that route before you even went that route. He might have warned you to go that, not go that route, but he knew that you would take that path. And he's gracing you and he's still giving you a way out of it. He knew that you would have uh, trust issues and relationships issues and you would turn to witchcraft because you wanted control. He saw that up ahead. God sees way up ahead than we can ever see. We don't have the capacity to see as far as He can. He's omnipotent. He can see way without even we can we can see in a four wall vision. Just because we have a little dreams and we can see this or that, we don't see the whole picture. Prophecy is always still in part. Joseph dream of prophecy was in part he had no idea he would have to be thrown into a pit to make it to where he was and and his brothers that were bending and bowing before him was 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 there because they needed help and they reverence him because of his what he where he was and he and and they asked for forgiveness for what they did God was showing him the bigger picture to be encouraged. Hey, you're about to go through some things, but I must still be with you. You're going to lose everything, but I'm going to still be with you. You're going to be hurt and bruised and battered, but I'm going to be with you and I'm going to give you a way out and you're going to come out on top everyone listening to this podcast needs to know that you're going to come out on top this needs to be your new hashtag your new uh, uh, backdrop of your phone I'm coming on I'm coming out on top I'm coming out on top it doesn't matter if who doesn't like you what situation you messed up you need to you need to say I'm coming out on top. That's what you need to write. I'm coming out on top. I am making it out on top. I'm 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 gonna graduate with that degree. I'm going for that master's. I'm going for that PhD. I'm 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 gonna deliver this baby. I'm still going to have a voice. I'm gonna get that audition. I'm going to, to try out for that competition. I'm going to open that business. I'm going to get that house. I'm going to get that car. I'm going to break a generational curse. I'm going to go get a massage at the salon at the massage parlor for the first time, even though I have so much anxiety because I'm a rape victim. These are different levels of successes that God is going to bless you in. So I want to go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you, God. I thank you so much for this podcast. This was a tough one because it was so many spiritual things happening. While I was trying to give this podcast, God. So I thank you so much for what you are doing. I thank you for anyone that is listening under the sound of my voice God I pray that you bless them a hundredfold right now I pray that you forgive them from anything that has keep or is keeping them captive in their minds or anything that they are being condemned by in their minds I pray that you free them right now in the name of Jesus God free their minds right now in the name of Jesus God give them a way out in the name of Jesus God free free them from uh, depression, God, free them from abuse, free them from trauma right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you free them, Lord. Your spirit uh, flows upon them right now in the name of Jesus and they are free right now in the name of Jesus. God, give them a peace right now, Lord, to be able to know that you work all things together and everything, every single thing that they are experienced works for the good. It works for the good. It works for the good. Nothing you do is in vain in their life. God, I pray that you continue to bless them and I pray that as we get into our next series if they take this note, they take this in this helps them and this helps them to move into a new way of thinking when it comes to the war in the mind. Let them understand that the war is really in the mind. Everything we're doing is in the mind. Every thing this is the ship. You are the conductor but this is the the ship. And we must keep this. We must take every thought captive. We must understand that we are not captive. We will not remain captive. We will not remain in captivity. We will choose circumvention over captivity in this time. We will choose to escape our negative thoughts, our negative behaviors, our negative Things, ideologies that are put on us by society, we are escaping those and we are moving into a new understanding and a new freedom, whatever that might mean to us. God, I thank you for it and I give you all honor and glory in Jesus name. Amen. You guys, just a reminder, please subscribe again. I am going to be uh, uploading the covenant series. So if you guys are not subscribed, if you're just watching, just click the subscribe button and make sure you're getting all notifications and you are listening. Um, Share and like this if you want. Leave a voicemail if you have any questions regarding any series on the War of the Mind. If you want to contact me, contact me at Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H dot Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z travel, T-R-A-V-E-L at gmail.com and someone would uh, reach out to you. I am on a social media break right now. So, um, well, on the 1st, starting on September 1st. So I will not be um, really communicating uh, back and forth. But if you guys send me an email, I will uh, get to those. So, also, counseling services. If you want counseling services, counseling services are going to be starting. Go to, you can follow the Sunlight Chronicles. T-H-E-S-U-N-L-I-G-H-I-T Chronicles. C r c h r o n i c l e s. Chronicles Facebook is a like page, Instagram is a page follow. Go ahead, if you go in the link, you will be able to go ahead and choose which, um, basically which subscription. Uh, Which type of level of counseling that you would want that's how you're gonna get started off Okay, so what that's gonna be is this is um, getting you uh, there's limited spots, So go ahead and start that and then you'll get your uh, Message everything like that to know how that is going to start Okay, I am starting those for so many people who have asked me to get started if you are looking for there's different There's three levels there is um, just if you want just an audio uh, this is monthly okay if you want um there's going to be video streaming all these different things video streaming activities this is more of a, a, a bit more personal <clears throat> that's the second and the third level is vip level so you get all um you get all um Services. Okay, you get the video chats, you get the live Q&A's, phone calls, all these different things. So I'm trying to create a, um, a different creative and um, personal space for counseling. So many people have said they could not find uh, Christian counselors. or different, these different people, uh, just uh, pastoral counseling, nothing, you know, for them. So this is a way to be able to hear and um, hear basically a lot of uh, most of it is going to be packed with podcasts live streaming on different topics etc um just on different everyday overall health that's what this is about okay so if you're looking for things in that area please make sure you go check out the sunlight chronicles i'll have merch and a bunch of other different things going on thank you guys so much for tuning in to the full um the War in the Mind podcast series we are finished with this series we are moving into a new series all right I'm so excited about the Covenant series this is all about um courtship marriage singleness if you are married single uh blingle whatever you ain't mingling you don't want to be with no this is for you whoever you are this podcast series is for you and it's going to teach you something and it's going to bless you. So make sure you subscribe to September's podcast, uh, even though I will be away uh, because I'm going to be posting these all up. All right. You guys be blessed and I look forward to speaking to you guys in next month's series. All righty. Bye bye.